Yo, 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 this is Marsha Douglas. What's up, brothers and tennis? I just wanted to wish you guys a happy, happy one-year anniversary. I'm so excited for you guys. I've been rocking with you all from the start, and I am excited to see what you guys have in store for the future. Hi, this is Glenn Gilliam, and I just want to say major congratulations to Brothers on Tennis on your one-year anniversary. Hi, this is Nancy Everett, an avid fan of Brothers on Tennis. I wish to congratulate the entire Brothers on Tennis team, host Bryce and Isaac, and producer Chet, on their one-year anniversary. Your dynamic trio has informed and entertained tennis fans. Thank you so much, Brothers on Tennis, and may you reach even greater milestones. What's up, everybody? Yo, yo, this is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we are excited today. Because <laughs> why? It's our anniversary. Whoa, oh, anniversary. Why, why did I want to cue that up, too? I wish I could. So we see, we had to talk to talk to, uh, to Howard, see if we can get some music excerpts up in this thing. <laughs> now, you know what? That's uh, Okay, so first of all, to our podcast listeners, we are recording this one-year anniversary episode on Locker Room. Yes. Um, it's coming to you real soon. Uh, but when you <laughs> hear us talking about Howard, Howard is the CEO of the Locker Room app, and I guess is at the head of a lot of the development that's uh, going on with the app. And he told us last week, right, that we should be going live on the App Store, at least for Apple products, in the next two to three weeks, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Exciting news. So it'll be nice for that to spread and get out there. And, you know, like I said, we'll be able to pull more of our folk in to the locker room setting. And then after that, I forget, he said maybe, what, about a month or so for the droids? Uh, yeah, well, he said it was going to be a couple of months. Couple months, there you go. Yeah. Couple months, so you know, so from a dro- dro- droid folks, because I do have a few of them, a lot of my family members are like, yo, why are you hating on us? Um, we, not that we're hating on you, it's just, you know, it, due time, due time. Yeah, they, they, they got a... Uh... They got to configure locker room app to still work for the people still using VCRs. <laughs> so. Shame, shame. <laughs> I did not say that, folks, but hey, because as of December of last year, I was one of those folks. But I have come to the iPhone generation. Right, well, you have seen the light, right? I have seen the light to be, yes, yes, that is exactly right. So, brother, it is our one-year anniversary. Today. How are you feeling? Today. And yeah, folks, it is today. It's not like it was yesterday or it's on Friday. Today, last year, August 26th, was our official, you know, go live, if you will. It was our official release. We were at the U.S. Open at the time up in New York, yep. getting our U.S. Open on. Yep. Uh, man, Bryce, it, is, it has been a year, man. I, 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 I cannot believe how fortunate and how blessed Brothers on Tennis has been over the past 12 months, bro. Do you give us your thoughts? Give me, give me, give me your take on, on what we have, what we have done over these last 12 months, man. Yeah. And I'm going to take it back even a little bit before the start of the 12 months, because uh, I think just even the original idea 
was brought to us sometime in March of 2019. And so we, we quickly got on board with that, with our producer. Um, and we then uh, started kind of formulating a game plan. And we, we immediately came up with the concept of, of having a pilot group because this was our first time doing a podcast. There was so much for us to learn about the equipment mm-hmm. and, and recording quality and not sounding like we got a bunch of marbles in our mouth, and, <laughs> you know, um, you know, what would be the structure? And, and, and so we started the pilot group, I believe it was in May because right. I think our, our first episode was kind of like a preview episode of the, um, uh, the French open, right? That's French right. 2019. And then we had a pilot group of about what, maybe 16 people yep. that we would, you know, share these episodes with, and they would give us feedback. And, um, and so we did that basically through the summer until you got till August the 26th, which was our very first, um, I guess, recording that we went live with the general public. Mm-hmm. And it was our preview show for the U.S. Open. And like you said, we were there in New York for the U.S. Open. And I'm going to say, what a difference a year makes in, in a bunch of different ways, right? We expected <laughs> to be back at the U.S. Open, you know, this year. Oh. Um, and, and we know why we're not. Um, but also, Isaac, you know, talk about, you know, once we got the podcast rolling in August, some of the very unique things that happened to us in this year uh, that kind of got us to where we are today. Yeah, man, it, it's 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 so just ridiculous how things come together. And, you know, and, and you know, we won't get all religious on on folk up in here, but I'm just a true believer that, you know, God blesses and he sets certain things in motion. And it's really interesting because, Bryce, starting back where, where, where you were talking about at the U.S. Open, at the Althea Gibson uh, monument, if you will, um, which, by the way, uh, you know, shout out to Althea Gibson uh, today. Well, we, um, yeah, um, I mean, just just yeah, we, we always want to give shout outs to Althea Gibson. But, right. you know, I mean, today is just a special day in that regard as well. But, you know, in front of the statue at the U.S. Open at that time, who do we end up running into? Zena Garrison. I right. mean, come on. Who, who, who you, I mean, you can't make these things up, folks. And the minute Zena, because we were, you know, we had our gear on, uh, Brothers on Tennis, and the minute she saw it, she was like, Brothers on Tennis? She was like, oh, wait a minute. That's what we've been waiting for. And (laughs) just the fact that we had someone like Zena Garrison recognize that, and and it, 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 it in itself was just outright insane because we it was it was not something again that we were you know out looking you know turning over rocks and things like that it just happened it was just an just a a blessing and to then be able to meet her and develop a relationship and rapport with her i mean that would to me was the greatest starting point right there bro and and we cannot forget lenny simpson as well because i think we met lenny before for Zena, right? We did, right. Yeah, yeah, because I think that was on our second day at the Open. Uh, Lenny Simpson, who is over the One One Love uh, Foundation, that's also, I, I believe, based in New York, who was pretty much responsible for getting the statue 
um, what do you call those? It's not really a statue, but it's a um, uh, of Althea. Uh, it's, it's like a bust, right? A bust, it's, yeah, right. That, yeah, exactly. I mean, their group was directly responsible because it was the kids in that organization that sent the letters off to um, uh, the USTA, off to Katrina Adams, who was, of course, pushing to make that happen as well. And so for it to happen was just wonderful. So we got to talk to him over the lunch hour uh, that we were there on, I believe, the second day and just learning all about him and the fact that he actually you know, was he played at the U.S. Open at, I believe it was age 15, and he, he was supposed to play Arthur Ashe, and just all the wealth of knowledge that he shared with us. I mean, it, that day was just a, I mean, that whole week was just wonderful for us to go live and be able to have those experiences. And in truth, Bryce, be able to walk around the U.S. Open with our Brothers on Tennis gear on and be recognized. And let's be clear, there were some folks that kind of, you know, looked at us and gave us some side-eye. But at the same time, I was like, hey, don't give us side-eye. That's all right. Because you're noticing us. You're recognizing that Brothers on Tennis is something that's coming at you. Bryce, I'll hand it over to you. Well, and I think it was even more than side-eye, you know, the the number of people that we would catch, you know, taking a picture of mm-hmm. the back of our shirts where it had all the podcast platforms that we were, uh, you know, we were being hosted on. And so we were trying to give out like cards to people saying, you know, here, you know, you know, you know, come listen to us. And they're like, oh, we already took a picture of the back of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all that information. We're going to check in. And, um, and so, yeah, just to piggyback on some of the things you said, you know, speaking of Althea Gibson, who, you know, the tennis great, uh, you know, the the African-American who broke the color barrier at the major tournaments, you know, her birthday was yesterday. And so her birthday will always coincide with one day before our anniversary. So we like having that connection. And then that One Love Foundation with uh, Lenny Simpson, they're based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. I so North Carolina. they had... They had actually traveled up to New York as they do every year. Uh, and just like you were saying, Isaac, for us to just run, because we ran into them in like the food court. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, actually, we had run into a lady who was taking a picture of the back of one of our shirts. <laughs> and then she directed us to meet Lenny Simpson. So that's right. You know, just a lot of things kind of fell into place. Zena Garrison became like our tennis godmother, mm-hmm. you know. She has she has really been a great resource for us in terms of, you know, kind of getting our feet wet. And then I think we just started to find our groove a little bit. And, and just like in any industry, it doesn't matter whether it's tennis or podcasts or engineering or corporate America or whatever. The more you get out there and the more you network and the more you meet people, you know, somebody knows somebody and that person knows a couple people and then those people know a couple of people. And before you know it, you get very excited because instead of you always reaching out, trying to attract people to come check you out, you eventually hit a point where people start reaching out to you. Right. And so for us, when we look back at our first year, we feel so honored and so blessed to have had the number of people, not that we reached out to, but actually reached out to us and stated, yes, you are absolutely delivering a product that is desired out here. It's, it's a product that is is not currently out here. And, and to have sign-offs on that from Azina Garrison, from a Chanda Rubin, from... Uh, 
you know, a Katrina Adams. Katrina Adams, yep. I mean, what better validation can you get? Exactly, Bryce, exactly. And it's just so wonderful to know and to be able to even speak that. And that, to me, is what really is a cornerstone of this one-year anniversary is we've built relationships with some of the greats of tennis. I mean, those three names that you mentioned, it's like, yeah, they know they know who brothers on tennis is they know they've they've said our name they you know hell just case in point we got an email today asking us a question from one of those big three and it's like how crazy is this man um mm-hmm. it, man oh man it's just such an awesome blessing bro man right. i'm still salty that roger federer hasn't responded to my, <laughs> uh, my message to him i mean what, what is he doing he had knee surgery. He ain't playing right now, you know? Right. He, tra- he traveling around doing commercials with little girls on top of the rooftop. <laughs> I mean, this brother's on tennis. Coco Gauffin already called him out for his support of Black Lives Matter. You know, he, this was an opportunity for him to step on up. So, exactly. What's up, Roger? Come on, so, man. So, Roger, I accept you being late, but you can still go ahead and, and give me that call, though. Because <laughs> we got things we need to talk about, and, I, and I'm sure our fans want to hear about it. That is exactly. You better go and preach, man. Go and say it. Don't put it out there, Roger. Sure, you know you ain't doing that. Come on, <laughs> come on here. <laughs> but kind guess, of, yeah, go ahead. To kind of bring this together, you know, when we all first started talking about this, we recognized that the sport of tennis, in terms of its viewership, has changed. Over yes. the years, and where it had typically been just very traditional, uh, a sport of the elite. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's still a lot of that, but <laughs> yes. we have seen major shifts in that in tennis. But you haven't seen, you know, those same shifts necessarily happen in the coverage of the sport. The right. coverage still remained very traditional, very formal. Don't let's not step on anybody's toes. Let's not have too urban of an opinion. And mm-hmm. we knew there were tennis fans out there that were like Isaac and I. That when the two of us got on the phone and we would start talking about you know the game and the sport and and not just as fans but as players as well, we would be cracking ourselves up. You know, and and we we always felt like somebody else should be listening uh, to this. And so we have definitely gotten that validation that there is an audience out there that appreciates this. We did go into this with the understanding that we weren't going to be the option for everyone. Right. You know, and so it is it is perfectly okay for for people to still want that very traditional and pristine type of tennis coverage. And for those people, thank goodness, the tennis channel is around, you know, (laughs) that's right. And we're not trying to compete with the tennis channel. Nope. Nope. But for those people that want maybe just a little more flavor, you know, that aren't so overly concerned with, you know, if the USTA going to come holler at us or, you know, if the right. is going to get mad at us, uh, you know, that our podcast is not what's putting food on our table. Um, we felt like we had an opportunity. Well, yeah. And, and, and I'll piggyback on, on that as well, Bryce, because 
that's been what's so that's been the awesome thing about this is that again our goal was to bring something new um well i i shouldn't even say something new because we just basically saw that how we analyze tennis, how we talk about tennis is a lot different than what's on the TV screen. And we felt that there were others that also kind of thought and talked about tennis the way that we did. So we were like, yo, let's, let's, let's put something out there and just see how this goes. And, and you know, it, it kind of speaks to how tennis and how everything is really just evolving. Um, and I'll tell you, you guys, a little secret for those of you who are uh, on Locker Room as well as um, our, our podcast listeners who will be listening to this. Um, our thought, and this was something that Bryce and I and, 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 and Chet as well, Chester, who is our, our producer, kind of talked about uh, even before we got into this. And this has been like a year plus in the works, folks. But there is and or was a show. Um, and I don't know if any of you who are listening is, is aware of it, but there was a show called Desus and Marrow. And it was just two guys who were basically talking about just sort of the state of the world. So it was kind of like a TMZ on steroids, if you will. I mean, they would they would just talk about things and it was just hilarious. And I loved how they spoke about it because it was like they weren't pulling any punches. They were putting it out there, given their position, you know, given, you know, their thoughts on it. And they were unapologetic. And I think a lot of what we've tried to do with Brothers on Tennis has been to sort of follow that type of a model. And I think that that's why we have such enjoyment with this and why others have given us feedback that, you know, they enjoy what what we're putting out there is because what you're pretty much hearing that's pretty much authentic Bryson Isaac. I mean, this is us. <laughs> and we, you know, this how we, this how we do. So, you know, it, it's, it can be a little hood at times. It's always <laughs> going to be a little bit funny because I think both of us are just, we just naturally just find silliness in certain things. And in tennis especially. I'm sorry, folks. Shit funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> you are hitting a yellow ball. Kind of like Nick, what did Nick Curio say that to uh uh uh, to Fernando Verdasco, dude, yeah. <laughs> all you're doing is hitting a yellow ball. So it's like, stop taking it so serious, find some laughter, and let's get some joy up in here. And really and truly, folks, that is what we've just always been about, is just trying to bring, bring, you know, just bring some enjoyment, bring some fun, not only for ourselves, but again, those who are listening. So, you know, if you didn't know a little bit of our background, that's kind of sort of where it came from. So if you haven't seen an episode of Decent and Marrow, yeah, go out and try it. You, you, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I, I will say they are on Showtime now. That's and, right. And, and although it's still a good show, back when they were on, um, uh, what's, what's the show? The, the Wasn't it TV Land? No, it starts oh. with a V. Vice, Vice, Viceland? Viceland, yeah. Yeah, Viceland. When they were on Viceland, it was more raw. Yeah. There. And, and I, I get it. You get on Showtime and things get polished up a little bit more and all that kind of stuff. But if you get an opportunity, go back and watch some of their old shows when they were on Viceland. And yes. to me, that was, you know, where the, they were at their absolute best. So anyway... We just want to say thank you to everyone that has supported us as a listener, as a follower, the, the comments that we've received. Um, 
over this past year of encouragement. Uh, I must admit, you know, the tennis community as a whole has been just amazing. Uh, you know, we've been able to get interviews with, with some key people. Um, we've only been blown off by one person. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to name her. Uh, Ghost. Former tennis player. Ghost. That's a commentator. <laughs> but she told us she was going to come on the show. <sighs> and she told us how to get in contact with her. And she just ghosted us. And it's, <laughs> it, and it's sad because I really used to like her. And, yeah. and now every time I hear her voice, I heard her voice today. Whenever yep. I hear her, I just, it just kind of, it kind of turns me off now because I guess because of the response we've had from everybody else, you know, um, if, you know, and it's just the way I am in general, and I don't care if it's in business or not. If you're going to do something, say you're going to do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you say you're going to do, do it, it, just go ahead and do just it. Do right? it. And, just do and it. Just do it. Don't do this whole ghosting thing and not returning messages and, or, you know, you never really meant to, or even if you have to come back and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I know I originally said I want to do it. I listened to y'all show. I think y'all show is whack. So I don't want to be on there. I mean, <laughs> even that's you, okay. Yeah. yeah be at, honest, be straight up. Cause we'd be at, like, I ain't cool. At, at least do that. But I'm glad to say at least she has been the only exception to that. Right. Everybody right. else in, you know, I'm very proud to say this tennis community that we include ourselves as a part of, they've just been a very supportive and welcoming com uh, community. And we're so very appreciative of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and, and, you know, folks, I mean, unfortunately, the pandemic hit and, you know, Bryce and I had lots of plans to get out there and, and, and have a physical presence at some of the tournaments. And I think that tends to, to make a, a play a difference with some people as well. When you when you're actually physically in a space with them, um, it, you know, it kind of allows them to kind of see more of who you are and 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 what have you so um it was a bit unfortunate that when the pandemic hit of course all the tournaments and everything were shut down and so all of our travel of course was was canceled and who knows when that's going to resume but you know our our hope is to continue to evolve brothers on tennis um get out there and actually physically be at tournaments meet some of these people meet tournament directors and just you know learn a bit more around you know just the just the ins and outs if you will of, of, you know, tournaments and the sport as a whole. And again, that way we can come back and we can share that information with the audience and, 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 you know, just give more people more insight into this great sport that we, that we enjoy. So right. um, definitely looking forward to more of that in the future. But uh, like I said, Bryce, we, we, we've come a long way, brother. We have. And I <laughs> promise you, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the results that happened at the Western Southern uh, tournament this week. But before we get to that, we'd like to call up a couple of people to join us. Uh, one of those people, well, first of all, let me bring them up. One of those people is Howard, who Howard. is the CEO of, um, of, Lock, of the Locker Room app. And we also want to bring up Mitchell, who is also I guess he's a senior advisor with Le with um, Locker Room. I thought he was the CTO, and then I thought he was the marketing guy. And then I, I, I you know, <laughs> I just, I, 
I guess I got it all wrong. But uh, <laughs> we'd like to call them up to join us uh, because they are part of when we start talking about, okay, so what do we do for year number two? You know, what's on our plate? What are, what are some of the things we're going to do? So in addition to continuing to give you that very real, robust, up-to-date uh, spin on the tennis results on the professional tour, uh, we're going to start giving you some different types of access to us. So, uh, Mitchell, uh, I see that you've joined. Howard, I don't know why you've not come up yet. Um, but, Mitchell, introduce yourself. Talk to us. What's going on? Yo, thanks for having me. How's it going? What up, Mitchell? I am uh, I'm preparing for this hurricane that's about to smack the Houston area. That's I right. We you all right, man? Yeah, that. we were talking about that. Yeah, man. So, Mitchell, um, is, is the hurricane supposed to hit Houston directly, or are you guys just going to get maybe some uh, effects from it? I think just some effects. It's, I think it's going to be a little further east, like on the Louisiana border. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it might just be like power outages and some wind, like might, maybe some bad wind, but we'll see. Okay, okay. We have a question here, uh, and someone said, is this a dumb question? They wanted to know, do hurricanes typically hit Houston? Yeah, it's, it's not the most uncommon thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. we are definitely hoping that you stay safe. And That's I'm right. Glad to hear that you don't have to uh, evacuate or, or anything like that. Just maybe hunker down a little bit. Exactly. Greetings, Thanks. brothers. Yo, what a power. Hello, sir. We are good. We are good. So we were just introducing the two of you, and, you know, this is kind of a new relationship, uh, probably, what, is it about a couple months old uh, now. Uh, right, We wanted right. you to, sh- to share with our listeners um, how did you first become aware of Brothers on Tennis? Oh, man. I've known about the brothers for a while now, as Mitchell <laughs> probably mentioned. But I'm sorry, I got a phone call when you first requested me. But it all started, I think I, 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 think I liked something on Instagram. It might have been a Coco Golf post or something. And you guys, uh, you know, sorry, I liked the post. And then a couple minutes later, I had a new follow on Instagram. And I saw it said Brothers on Tennis. So I thought that was hilarious. So I sent the account to Mitchell, like, <laughs> these guys somehow found me. And then the rest is history. We've been, we've been sending each other brothers posts ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, that so, is awesome. So can you talk a little bit? Because, uh, you know, this is being recorded as a podcast. So it's going to go to our, our normal weekly listeners. Can you give a little spill about Lapa Room and, and, you know, when it's coming and what it's all about and maybe, you know, what are some of your thoughts about how tennis will play a role on Lapa Room uh, going forward? Absolutely. First of all, I'm laughing at any of your, your listeners who are listening to this 24 hours from now because they should be on Locker Room experiencing it live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But but locker room is I mean it's exactly what it what it feels like I guess which is 
a, a new live audio-based social network for sports fans and insiders to connect with each other to talk about everything that's going on in the world of sports from from games and matches to news to rumors to trades to you know the coronavirus for everyone tour it's it's a place <laughs> for if you know if you know something about about sports and, and you like listening to listening to people who know what's going on it's the best place for you to be and i think the beauty of it is you know you get to experience it in real time with other fans so there's no more you know watching a game end and then having to tune into your favorite podcast the next day. You can watch a game end and immediately jump on with a bunch of other people who saw that crazy shot uh, and, and talk about it with them. And as far as tennis goes, I mean, as the, as the founder of the company I'm, and a personal tennis player, I mean, you know, I'm very, very excited to, to watch the tennis community grow on the platform. And, you know, as I mentioned to you and you guys in person when we played, you know, you're going to be one of the anchor voices, I think, in the tennis community on this platform going forward. So I'm excited to watch the perspective on, on the sport. Howard, I, I, I think we, we got you kind of jumbled up there in the last two seconds of whatever you just said. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I was just saying I'm excited that the tennis community will grow on the platform and it'll be growing from your, your guys's perspective as some of the, the, the core voices uh, in the sport on the platform. Perfect. Well, we really appreciate that, Howard, man. It has been such a pleasure, you know, just getting to know you and being on the locker room platform and, and yeah, we, we hope to do our part to, uh, to really make this a successful, you know, a successful tool going forward. It's, it's, it's a, it's such a great, you know, uh, just thought and overall process as it relates to enjoying sports and being able to talk with like-minded people about, again, any of the sporting events that, that you either are watching or have seen. So it, this is very cool, my man. Very, very cool. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. And I'm going to hop off the stage because I have bad service, but, uh, <laughs> which is why I'm choppy, but it was great to jump in. Okay. Well, if you jump off, we're going to let Mitchell speak for you. Because, uh, uh, Mitchell, don't leave. We're going to come back and talk about the tennis from last week. But one of the things that I want to make sure that our listeners that you don't miss is that Howard talked about a real-time component to the, the shows that are on Locker Room. So where our normal listeners are used to, like you're saying, 24, 48 hours after we record they can then go and listen. Well, one of the things that Isaac and I are really looking forward to doing is there's the concept of a watch party. And yes. that's where we're going to try to find some uh, matchups during the U.S. Open, even, coming up next week, where yep. it's a highly contested match, has maybe a lot of star power, and Isaac and I are going to jump on, and we're going to talk about it live while the match is going on. Um, it could be considered a form of commentary, or it also could be just very real live reaction to, you know, what's going on. So, Isaac, you know, any thoughts about kind of expanding the type of shows that we're planning on doing? Yeah, I mean, that to me is going to be so much fun as, as far as, you know, getting folks online, again, talking about a match as it's going on. That, that's going to be a lot of fun. It, it will be very interesting 
to 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 kind of work through that, kind of work through the dynamics and see how things are going. But I personally am extremely excited about doing it and and just experiencing again kind of that virtual it's kind of like you're at a sports bar. It's a virtual sports bar. So, you know, you go off and you get your popcorn and what have you, and you get on the locker room and we all just sort of watch it and ooh and ah as it relates to certain shots that are hit. And, and yeah, I, I, to me, I just think it will be a, a hell of a lot of fun, man. Well, our listeners know, you know, Isaac, that you and I are both based here in, in Orange County, California, Southern yes. California. And Howard is in Southern California as well. He's up in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Mitchell is in Houston, as we've heard, you know, preparing for uh, this hurricane coming through. But he was out here uh, for the last couple of weeks. And so we got an opportunity to meet Howard and Mitchell in person, which was great because it's nothing like meeting people in, in person, no matter how much you've talked to them on the phone. And uh, Kelly. Shout out to Kelly, because oh, I yes, see Kelly yes. Mack out there. What up, Kelly? Yes, we did get a chance to meet Kelly as well, who we've seen often out here on, on Locker Room. Um, but to our surprise, or not surprise, because they told us, but all three <laughs> of them are tennis players. Uh, yes. I'm still amazed that Kelly says she's only been playing for a year, a year. and how well she was hitting. And then all I'm going to say about Howard and Mitchell was you had power and finesse, right? So yes. Howard was bringing that laser two-handed backhand across the court, and then you had Mitchell. I saw all that not all that Nick Bolitary influence, <laughs> uh, two-handed top spin <laughs> backhand, top spin forehand, <laughs> and wheels around the court. <laughs> So, uh, no, Nick, I cannot claim Nick Voluntary. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I disavow. I disavow. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> so, um, so last time, you know, Howard said, okay, we're going to talk about uh, the tennis uh, the next time we get on. So we didn't actually, like, play a match or anything like that. We got on the doubles court, and, and we – we hit. And so you had Isaac and I on one side and you had Howard and Mitchell on the other side. And I think we, for what was it, about an hour and half, maybe almost an hour and a half, we just threw a whole bunch of junk out there on the court. (laughs) 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 And did what we could do. That's right. That's right. Had a lot of fun, though. I tell you yeah. what, you guys can play, man. Mitchell, yes. Mitchell, you and Howard got got nice game, man. Very nice game. No, you guys were impressive. I, uh, it was fun to just hit. I, I wasn't even. I was totally cool not playing a match. I was just, it was just happy to hit with with you guys. Yeah, I think you're being very kind. Bryce had a game. Isaac's game was was straight up crap, <laughs> but Bryce was playing some ball. I was even surprised. Like, look at Bryce showing out. Go ahead. Yeah, Bryce. Bryce, <laughs> Bryce you could play. Bryce was playing well for the first fifteen minutes. If you notice, <laughs> there was a drop off of my shot <laughs> after the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> One of the things that we are, I mean, now you talk about aspirations, right? One of the things that we aspire to do, and when I say aspire, maybe it won't be next year, but I'm hoping the year after, 
we want to host some sort of tennis either charity event mm-hmm. or tennis invitational or or something because um one of the things that we want to make sure we do with brothers on tennis it, 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 you know it's part entertainment right it's part news but it's also part education and we also want to put ourselves in a position to give back as well Absolutely. so there are plenty of deserving uh, causes and charities out there that I think we can help be kind of a, a bridge to uh, having the tennis community help support. So we're hoping if we are able to host those type of events that we have Mitchell and Kelly and, and Howard um, and any others out mm-hmm. there to, to come and, and participate. Yeah, you know I'll be there. <laughs> and that's why we love Mitchell. Yeah. So Mitchell, are we going to get you to move to Southern California or are you a Houston guy for life? I don't know about for life. I mean, we'll see. I don't uh probably not soon, but you know, I I, I wouldn't I, I don't want to say never. I mean, we'll we'll see. That's I like right. Southern California a lot. California. Can you guys hear me better now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you sound good, Howard. Perfect. I just wanted to double click on the part where you said we displayed power and finesse. Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> no, it was a it was a huge pleasure playing with you. And Isaac, I don't like how you you you're hard on yourself. You you were balling. No, yeah, no, exactly. no, 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 no. Because see, this is what's up. So Isaac is you know Isaac is you know getting himself together, which is a good thing. But at right. the same time, uh, my game is not where it, it used to be. And Bryce knows that. Bryce is just being nice. Uh, my, no, I, I do not typically make that level or that amount of mistakes. So, no. But when you come back, <laughs> let, us, let, us, let us be clear. When you come back, Isaac's game will be tight. And it will be where it was, if not even better. So, uh, so I appreciate right. y'all being nice. But, no, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce was hitting the ball nice. Isaac well, was not. Well, what I will say, what I will say is because uh, Isaac and I said this after you, Howard, and, and Mitchell and Kelly left. You know, you know how you can see somebody play and you can tell they haven't played for a while, but you see the game that's there. Mm-hmm. And like if they started playing like consistently again, that's Howard and Mitchell, right? That's I mean, exactly. If, if they were playing even just once a week, uh, you, you see the game there. So probably what's going to happen is for all of us. The next time we get together and play, it'll look it'll look a lot different. Oh, it's gonna be hot. Cause I can tell you what, that Howard, that backhand that Howard possesses, whoo, that thing's scary, y'all. Pop. I'm trying to tell you. It's Pop. scary. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this for the next time we play. And you hear that, Mitch, we have homework. Now we need to play once we die. <laughs> Because yeah. I got scared for Mitchell because Mitchell's so fast. I remember when he ran for that that drop shot, and he liked to do the the, the whole uh, five heartbeat slide underneath the, <laughs> under the net. <laughs> it was like it was like a Djokovic slide without the COVID. <laughs> there you go. That is too funny. Well, like I said, mm. you know, you know. You guys and Locker Room are a huge piece of our, you know, 2020, 2021 and forward plans. So, yes. you know, 
just we mark this up as just another success, uh, another uh, just very impactful relationship that has been developed. Gosh, Isaac, within our first 12 months of right. being live. Exactly. Once again, blessings for, for this one anniversary, man. We've had so many great things happen and know that locker room and meeting you all have definitely been a part of that. So thanks a lot, fellas. Hey, yeah, man, thanks. thank you. Right. So, so that we don't completely upset our listeners, we're going to go ahead and actually talk some tennis. <laughs> you know, we got, we got some listeners right now that are like, you know what? I turned to this to hear about what's going on in the Western Southern, and we're 40 minutes in, and all I've heard is about the one-year anniversary. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're going to do that. So as, as most of you know, the Western and Southern Open, which is typically played in Cincinnati, uh, each year was moved to New York as a warm-up specifically for the U.S. Open. And so we had, you know, some really big names that were entered in the draw. Now, typically what Isaac and I do for each tournament is we will give you kind of projections. We'll say, oh, you know, we expect these people to make it to the semifinals, the finals, and this is who we kind of predict will win the tournament. Uh, we made it very clear last week, and I'm so glad that we did, that the state of the game right now is, is up in the air. <laughs> it's bonkers. I mean, right. I mean, you have players that haven't been playing for five months. You, you have, um, you know, the pressure of playing after that time. People have, you know, changes to their game. They have new coaches. You know, people still got the Rona you know, in their minds and, <laughs> right. you know, having to deal with being in the bubble and, you know, not, you know, trying to break out the bubble like Danielle Collins. And, you know, <laughs> it's a lot to deal with right now. And so, and some of these players that are entered, we hadn't seen to this point because they had not played any of the exhibitions or they hadn't played any of those lead-up type of events. So, Isaac, talk to us. What has this week been like at the Western and Southern in New York? <laughs> well, I tell you what, Bryce, it hasn't been much different than what we predicted. We thought that there were going to be some some pretty crazy results and pretty crazy, uh, you know, upsets, if you will. Um, and, and didn't even want to call them upsets because, again, folks are just trying to, you know, get some rhythm, get back into the swing of things. But, yeah, there have been some things that, that have popped off that I've been kind of shaking my head to. And where I will start <laughs> is Dominique Team. Dominique Team apparently was looking real hungry and famished when he jumped on the court. Because Kryinovich was like, you know what? <laughs> you look hungry. You look hungry, friend. I'm going to give you this breadstick and this hoe biscuit and send you on your way. How are you going to take the number two seed and give him a breadstick and a hoe biscuit? And send them on, Bryce. I, you have to help me. You have to help me understand that. Well, I don't know if our listeners remember, but I've been saying for a while, they have commented that Dominique Team, I think he's played, he had played almost 40 matches mm -hmm. uh, before the Western Southern and all these different exhibitions. He He's pulling out of one exhibition to go play in another one, you know? <laughs> right. Um, 
you know, because he went from the coronavirus from for everyone tour over to UTS. UTS, and, you yep. know. And I've been saying, I was like, that's all well and good, but don't get to the U.S. Open and get pimped out in the first round. Exactly. And so, <laughs> um, let's hope that Dominic team, you know, just kind of shook this one loose. Uh, <laughs> but for someone of Dominic team's ability to get beaten that badly. And don't get me wrong, uh, Krajinovich has a good game, but he shouldn't have no whole biscuit and... And breadstick score. Breadstick type Never. 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 Mm-mm. That's just Dominic team not showing up or having no no energy or something. But no, he does not get beat two and one. And I recognize Krajinovic is probably hyped because remember he did beat Djokovic on the Corona for Everyone tour. Right. But that still does not mean he should be stepping up on team and beating him like that. And mind you, he also then came back the next round and beat Fuksovic and gave him a <laughs> breadstick and whole biscuit. So apparently he's like everybody need to get fed up in this joint. Uh, <laughs> and he's actually on the court right now with uh, Rianich. Gotcha. And he took the first set 6-4, and he's serving at 5-6 in the uh, second set. So Yeah, how and how about Rayonich, man? How you know, I remember you was kind of busting on him like he had he had, had some uh some extra corona weight on him. Apparently the extra weight must be doing him some good. <laughs> it must be doing good for him because I wasn't the only one. The commentators were busting on him too. Um, and but you know, maybe that extra weight did him good. Exactly. Know? Sometimes a said, little extra weight, yeah, it helps. Yeah, he maybe he said thick ain't bad. So <laughs> you know, um, but you know what? But here, I'm gonna say one more thing about Krajanovich. Yeah, we tend to focus on people saying, "How has this break with the coronavirus negatively impacted players?" Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a group of players that will have a positive impact mm-hmm. from oh, yeah. people that actually went out, worked on their games, maybe fixed some things that were broken. Right. You know, maybe they were a little burnt out and they got, you know, refreshed. Maybe they had a, a nagging injury and they had an opportunity to let that heal. You know, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Krajanovic is going to come out here and win the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. But he could be somebody that we see going forward, mm-hmm. you know, that is finally taking a step forward in his career because we know that he has struggled with injuries in the past. Right. And maybe he's in a spot now where he's finally healthy and can play his full game. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you just never know. But I tell you what, he is definitely going to take some confidence out of uh, <laughs> beating uh, the number two seed and number four player in the world, uh, two and one. I, I, yes. He definitely will take some uh, some confidence out for that. That that's for sure. I tell you what, Bryce. Now let me let me just go on ahead and jump on to somebody else who <laughs> I am just extremely impressed with, and I'm just very hopeful for because you know we were talking about Rihanna's and he lost to Rihanna's, but I'm gonna tell you what that damn Andy Murray. Listen. Andy Murray is looking good, bro. Andy Murray was getting around that court. He plays Zverev. He, I mean, just the first round against Tiafo was a really good match. 
He jumped upon Zverev, which is not really surprising because everybody jumps upon Zverev. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, dude, he looked good. His movement looked good. His game always looks good because you know he got every shot. But, right. I mean, Andy Murray looked good. And I honestly think that he is going to – he's going to cause some damage in this U.S. Open. And here's, here's the reason why. You're going to get a day off in between these matches. I think yes. Andy Murray just got tired. Yes, and I think yeah. he got to Rayonis because he played a three-setter against Tiafo. He played three-setter against Zverev. And then he was like, shit, y'all, I'm tired. And he lost uh, and got two whole biscuits, uh, two and two to Rayonis. <laughs> but, but I'm going to tell you what. You give Andy a day to rest and recuperate? Listen, y'all, you, you better you, watch Andy Murray. If Andy Murray gets a favorable draw, you might be seeing Andy uh, deep into that second week. Because I'm telling you, he looked good, bruh. He look good. Well, and something that you can never discount is, you know, the history of a champion. That's right. So Andy Murray is going into the U.S. Open like, I didn't dig this before. So uh, he doesn't have those kind of mental issues of, you know, am I going to be winning my first Grand Slam? Am I, am I going to win my first U.S. Open? He's already done that. So he doesn't have that kind of pressure. Andy already knows he's in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. (laughs) He doesn't have that kind of pressure on him. I do think he needs, still needs, like you said, a favorable draw. Right. I also think, you know, he needs, you know, to have these matches kind of spread out, like you said, because he was definitely gassed um, Mm -hmm. against uh, Rayanich. But uh, absolutely, he, I mean, he's not somebody that I want to look up and see in my section of the draw. Mm-mm. No, sir. You really don't. You really, really don't, man. So yeah, those were those were. I mean, there is of course a lot more, but those are are kind of the two that I was just like, what? How about you, bro? Any any anything jumping out on you uh, for the men at least? Because you know well, the women got all kinds of stuff we could talk about. Yeah, yeah, we'll. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it's good to see RBA is looking good again. Uh, yeah. He, he had kind of dipped there a little bit at the end before the Corona uh, situation kicked in. Right. I'm telling you what, CeCe Pass looks good. Yes, he does. He was like, he was like, anybody scared of y'all tall bitches? He got a hold of Isner <laughs> and Kevin Anderson. He's like, you tall son of a bitch. Anybody scared of you? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and he was working it out on Opelka today before Opelka had to uh, retire. Yeah. Uh, which I know has to be frustrating for, for him. But, he, yeah, I think CC Pass is looking really good. I think Medvedev looks good. Now, Medvedev yeah. ended up losing today to RBA after right. he gave him a breadstick in the first set. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, look, once again, like we said last week, I am not completely certain that all these players are trying to necessarily win. Right. Western Southern. Right. And I, I think uh, potentially Medvedev, you know, he had two really good matches. He came out there, he bageled, I mean, I mean he breadstick um, RBA, and, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow's Thursday, he's good. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think those players are good, but I will tell you who I am still concerned with, though. Okay. I thought that was a horrible loss that FAA took. Uh, okay. Now, first of all, anyone that <laughs> anyone that loses tennis anger need to be punched. Anyway. 
But you are exactly right. And he really just, it's again, it goes back to what we talked about with FA. It's the double fault. He is just, I don't understand how you can come off of this type of a break and your serve not be right. I mean, that's the one thing you could always go out and do. You could do that every morning is get your serve right. And he is still tossing in those double faults. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get a little concerned for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm not seeing the improvement in the areas that he needs to improve happening. And, and, and for me, once again, like I'm going to continue to say, this whole Corona time that they had off was a great opportunity for him to work on those items. So it's very disappointing to see here we are five months later yep. and you still have the same issues. So you know how I do. Don't get me wrong. I, it ultimately comes down to the player. But at a certain point, you've got to start giving a little side eye to the coach. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's very true. You know, yeah, because, I mean, again, this is something that, you know, he's young in his career and you don't want that to be a staple, you know, because then you start getting the yips and all this other craziness starts happening. And that's the one thing that that we we just don't want for him. But, um, yeah, it's 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 disappointing, though. Right. Um, and uh, Rihanna's just won that second set. So they are split him and Kranovich. Oh, Kranovich. OK. Once one set a piece. So, nice. so we're basically are at the semifinals now. So at the top of the draw, we have Djokovic who will play RBA, which will be, actually which will a be good. good match. Yeah. Yes. Cause RBA does. I don't know if he owns the lead on Djokovic, but he's won at least the last like two or three of the matches that they've played. Right. And yeah. Djokovic still has any problems with that net. If that was ever an issue. Right. Or not. Right. Um, RBA will be somebody that's going to test that neck. <laughs> that's very true. And he will then, test that neck. Right, right. And then at the bottom, you have Cece Pass, who will play the winner of Rihanna's and Kronovich. Now, right. I, you know, I expect for Cece Pass to get through. For which, sure. Whichever one of those wins. Right. Um, and it will be interesting to see that. I mean, so... Who we have left in the draw, we're going to have entertaining semifinal matches and we're going to have a good final. That's right. That's right. I think it'll be good. Yeah, either way. Either way, it'll be good. That's going to be interesting. So I'm going to just let you go ahead and kick it into gear on these women because. Um, <sighs> and I'll give you the even... lead in. I'll give you the lead in. Okay, so, go for it, dog. So we had. So our first disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> which implies that there, there's more to come. Um, our first disappointment is when Kim Kleisters had to pull out or made the decision to withdraw from the tournament before it started. And look, like we've been saying all along, you know, the goal is not for anybody to look back and say, ooh, I won the Western Southern this year. Right. The goal is the U.S. Open. I'm sure she talked with the team. They were like, you know what? Practicing is going well. No need to do anything dumb this week. We're here. We're practicing on the course of the U.S. Open. Save yourself. You'll get back to the tour next week. So exactly. Wanted to see Kim, but, you know, uh, she probably made the smart decision for her. That's a disappointment. Now, I'm going to turn the actual playing disappointments 
over to you. <laughs> well, what I will say about Kim is, hey, she has at least been out there enjoying herself and watching enough matches because every time it seemed like they showed a women's match, they look up in the stands and there's Kim and she's chilling out there. She's like, yep, I'm watching y'all. <laughs> well, well, like they said, you got two choices. You can either be at the stadium or you can be in the hotel. That's right. And so she chose <laughs> to be in the stadium. She's like, I'm going I'm to I'm watch and see what y'all doing. But uh, I mean, it it just it it just starts. It's all. It, I don't even understand or know where to start. I mean, just the fact that that first round, uh, and I think you and I had even talked about it. You know, t- t- first round with Sloan and 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 Garcia. <laughs> I'm like, really? They couldn't um, both lose. They can both lose, and so. But Caroline, to her credit, she got out there and she was mm-hmm. just like, "I'm gonna take it to you." And I know you, you know, you are, you are, you know, not confident right now. So I'm just going to take it to you and we'll see what happens. And sure enough, um, Sloan just, she did not step up. And I don't understand what is happening with her and her game. It just seems like she's super flat right now and just has no energy to get around the court, you know, use her athleticism and, and her overall just intelligence of the court to win matches. She's just not willing to put in the work, it looks like, B. And, well, and, and you, it's disappointing, man. And you say right now, but in truth, it's really been for the last, what, year and a half? Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been like I said, I still feel, and I, keep, I will keep, continue to say this, I feel as though that French Open had a lot more mental damage to her than was let on. I think she really, really lost a lot of confidence and a lot of herself after she lost that uh, French Open uh, when she was up a set and maybe even a break in that second set of the French. And uh, Halep came back and, and, and stole it from her. Because, you know, to that point, I don't think, I don't think Sloan had lost the final. Um, well, well yeah. all I'm going to say, though, is that, you know what? This is where your professionalism needs to step up. That's true. We, you were referring to the French Open back in what? 2018? hmm 2018. We in 2020. I know. And, I and, know. And my thing is, you know, I understand. look, I know how bad losses are, but you take yourself to Baskin and Robbins, you get yourself some good ice cream, <laughs> and you get over it, right? I mean, exactly. Y'all eat your way through it and be done. Right. And, and, and like I said about FAA, yeah. you know, at a certain point, although the responsibility still lies with the player, you got to start giving the coach a little side eye. Right. Exactly. Because obviously, uh, I, I, and we love Kamal Murray, uh, but there's something that's not translating between his coaching and motivation for Sloan. Right. Right. Something's not clicking. Something right. is not clicking. Oh, and just in, Drake has, uh, has just messaged us and said Osaka pulled out. Ah, I'm not surprised. I'm telling not you what, me. Yeah, go ahead. People are not trying to play up until the day before the U.S. Open. No, not unless your fitness is just automatically right on and tight. And, um, you know, yeah, so I, I don't, I wouldn't, I, would, I ain't mad at her for doing that. I mean, I don't know the circumstances of why she pulled out, but if it's just for the sake of conserving her energy and herself for the U.S. Open, I, I, I'm good with that. I don't have any issue with that at all. Oh, oh, for social justice issues. Oh, interesting. 
Interesting. I'm about to read up on that, Drake. Oh, well, and that makes sense because we have seen that Osaka has been very involved. Yes, she uh, has. In, in the social um, kind of injustice uh, areas. So that makes a lot of sense. And for those that are unaware, um, even tonight, um, due to uh, the senseless um, shooting of the African-American man in uh um, in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. they canceled all of the NBA playoff games for the night. That's and right. That, and that originated from, I think, the Milwaukee Bucks first said that they weren't going to play. And then I think Oklahoma and maybe Houston said they weren't going to play. And then the NBA Players Union came out and said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and, and, and shut this down for the night. So, um, well, I, I, so I'll tell you what, there are a couple, and I know this is kind of going off of us talking about. Um, the uh, the tournament, but there are some people right now in the sports world that I am gaining a lot of respect for off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, LeBron James, you know, whatever, he'll never be Jordan to me, but you know, I <laughs> right. recognize he's a great player and all that, but he's, he's not Jordan. Uh, but <laughs> I am so impressed with the stances that he takes yeah. Uh, personally, and and I mean, I, I respect him so much more as a person um, than basketball. Um, Coco Golf, Osaka, uh, they've been really out there uh, in front of some of this stuff because I don't care what you say, you know, whether you want to be or not. When you are in one of these entertainment fields, whether it's sports or music or you know, the movies or whatever. You are automatically viewed, you have a platform and you're automatically viewed kind of as a role model or people look to see what you do. And there are some people that shy away from that. Some people, you know, don't don't want all that. Uh, but applause to the people that go out there and they try to make best use of their platform. And I got to give that to Coco Golf and to Osaka for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely agree, man. I mean, you just, you know, you got to stand for what, it, you know, for what you feel is right. And, and, and just, you know, for those young ladies to be so clued in is just to me a blessing. It's a wonderful thing. And so that's all you can hope for is, um, you know, folks using their platform for, for, you know, for, for things that they believe in. So, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's just, that's, that's, that's good stuff. Just, you know, uh, yeah. Yes. So we'll get, we'll we'll get back to the to the people. So uh, in terms of who's looking good and who's not looking good. So someone else that is looking good right now. Yeah. Is Miss Victoria Azarenka. Yeah. How about Vika? You know. I yeah, I don't think she took too kindly to a forty-year-old Venus Williams putting the smackdown <laughs> on last week. And she said, no, 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 no. I got no time for that. So she has been delivering her own SmackDown yes. um, this week. And she is currently in the semifinals. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that is going to do so much for Azarenka. Again, these points will, will help her uh, to move up, which is, again, to me, Azarenka, Grand Slam, you know, former Grand Slam champion. There is no reason why her game and why her ranking shouldn't be somewhere in the top 20. Um, right. So the fact, you know, so I just I'm I'm happy that she's getting these results and I'm and and hopefully it will push her 
you know, in, in, you know, in the, well, it, it will push her in the right direction, but yeah, yeah. I think she, she, I think she, yeah, definitely took, uh, uh, took that smack down from Venus as a, as a, <laughs> as a, as a wake up call. call and motivation of, you know what? <laughs> Y'all ain't going to just mistreat me like this. Now, damn it. I do own some grand slams. You're not going to do this to me. <laughs> that, that's true. And that's good to see. Cause I do like Azureka. Now, yeah. if we're talking about her section of the draw. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me just go ahead and start with the number seven seed that um, got out of the first round because she had a bye. Right. Um, but then she met Jabur. <laughs> and I'm talking about Madison Keys. I'm telling y'all, oh. y'all going to listen to me one day about Madison Oh, Madison. <laughs> and, and I knew, I told somebody, when I saw that she was playing Jabur, and the uh, next round, I said, ooh, Jabur going to eat that up. Yeah, I mean, and especially since, you know, I mean, just, yeah. Jabur was like, listen, I am not <laughs> impressed with all that power that you own. I got tricks. Do you not understand? I got tricks. And, man, Madison was not ready whatsoever. So, yeah, that was a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a smackdown for sure. Um, just, just, yeah. I mean, but you know what? Hopefully, she'll she'll reset and and get herself right and and come back next week for the open. But yeah, I, but I tell you what, Ons Jabur is nothing to play with. She is not. She she is she to me is going to make her way um, up to that top ten as well. I mean, if she keeps on the road that she's on, she, she yeah, because I just feel like her game is she has so much variety. In her game, it is just insane. I really, really like her, and I like her game. So, yeah, man. But I tell you what, Victoria Azarenka wasn't scared of the data. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, uh, once again, a good win. Yeah, for sure. We know that wasn't a cakewalk. Exactly. Um, But the other person I want to talk about in that section was the number two seed, the uh, 2020 Australian Open champion, uh, Sophia Kennan. And I just want to say... I watched Kennan doing world team tennis. Mm -hmm. She didn't look great to me there. And so I was thinking, well, it's world team tennis. So, you know. Yeah, she'll she'll bounce back. She'll be all right. Yeah. Um, You always have to kind of watch these first time Grand Slam winners and see how they respond to being a Grand Mm -hmm. Slam champion and the new expectations. I mean, I think we thought because she has such a great level of kind of focus and concentration uh, that she might kind of, you know, pound her way through it. Uh, We'll still see how she does at the U.S. Open. But, um, you know, she, you know, she's not kind of firing on all uh, cylinders yet, so... Yeah, but I tell you what, Bryce, it, I I have a feeling that match, that could have been more of a match up as well, because okay. you know Alizé Cornet, she, she's, she, she, I don't think gets a lot of the credit that she deserves, because she's kind of a rough customer. She's mentally crazy, of course, but she's a rough <laughs> customer. And, and remember, you know, and they pointed this out on Tennis Channel as well. Remember, she was the one that, like, beat Serena three times in a row, even though I think that a couple of those things, you know, Serena was just like, yeah, whatever. But you know what I mean? But still, you can say that you have three, you know, you had three straight victories in a row against Serena Williams. That's, that says a lot. 
And it right. speaks to her game. She's a very kind of feisty player. She just, she, you know, she knows how to just hang in there and frustrate you to the point where you just, you know, aren't playing your top level tennis. And, and so I don't know if that was really the case for Sophia or not. It seemed like she was a bit up and down, like you were saying. Um, and it could be again, just the, you know, coming off of your first grand slam or, or what have you, but, but that, that was a tough first round matchup. And so we'll, we'll see what she has to actually bring in the U S open, but um, yeah, she's looking, you know, she's looking a, a little, you know, not at her top, if you will, not, right. not as fiery. And, and I was kind of expecting that um, um, a, a bit, but yeah, that, that unfortunately wasn't the case um, for her, but um, and yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, w- I was just going to say, you know, kind of continuing on with the disappointment, I was very disappointed in how Venus looked. I mean, I thought Venus looked so good in Lexington the week before. Yeah. And then, but, but this is what I've been saying, you know, you know, over the last, I don't know, however many years, you'll get glimpses of old Venus. Mm-hmm. And she, you, you'll get excited and you'll think, oh, it, you know, is she, is she back? Is she going to do a little something? And uh, that match with Yastrzemska, and don't get me wrong, Yastrzemska ain't nobody to play with either. <laughs> right, she, right. I mean, she's definitely one of what I, who I would call next gen on the women's side. But the way Venus was playing last week, she should have won that match. Right, right, right. She really should have. I mean, like I said, she, if she if, again, if that Venus had showed up, she I definitely, in my opinion, would have won. And like I said, she just... It didn't. It wasn't like it was horrible play from her, but it was still. It wasn't. It, it just. I don't know. There were some 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 areas where she definitely could kind of work it out. But I, I tell you what, Bryce, I'm not as concerned though about her on this one, because um, like I said, because she did look so good in Lexington. She came in here. Courts are faster, you know, so on and so forth. She'll adjust. I actually think that she'll bring a better game once the U.S. Open starts. I think that 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 she'll be she'll be cool. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'm very, very, very concerned about Sister Serena, though. And and here's my reasoning why. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get on Serena, though, I, since we were talking about your sister. Oh, okay, I yeah. Make, I want to make sure that we say. We know who wasn't going to lose to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Naomi Osaka was like, you know what? <laughs> you look hungry. And for those of you that don't know, when um, uh, Naomi Osaka said she wasn't happy after becoming number one in the world and winning two Grand Slam titles, she gave her coach, Sasha, ex-hitting partner of Serena, the boot. Yes. And he is now <laughs> coaching Yastrzemska. Mm-hmm. And so we knew there was no way. If, I mean, Osaka would have sprained both her ankles and her <laughs> arms in trying to beat Yastrzemska. So we knew that was going down. But anyway. No, you're right about that. We Yeah, we don't want to undersell that because that to me was hilarious. When I saw <laughs> that, I was just like, Okay, she she is definitely sending a message, and 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 I tell you what, I, I liken that to um, uh, my boy Andy Murray, and uh, what's his name? Uh, it's, what's it, what was his former coach's name? Daniel or 
um, I can't remember what his name is, but he, I remember he coached uh, Grigor Dimitrov for a little bit and he coached somebody else for a little bit. And Andy Murray just constantly put them fangs on him. And <laughs> he was just like, you will not beat me. And, it, and I guess that's how Osaka took it. She was like, Sasha, I don't care who you with. I'm going to smack them up and down. I will not let you beat me. <laughs> and, and I bet you even her social injustice stance, she had to meet your strengths good tonight. She played tonight. Oh, yeah. She would have played there and smacked her up and then be like, okay, I'm good. Social justice. There, I'm, I'm there now. Shoot. Hear me, man. I'm t- but yeah, yeah, definitely got to point that one out. And quietly, okay, and yeah, even before uh, Serena, we need to talk about uh, how Coco Golf meekly went out in the first round as well. Oh, yeah. She, look... Uh, now, see, I'm still used to calling her uh, Sakari, but apparently her name is pronounced Sakari now. So yeah, yeah. it's like, OK, Sakari, which is just makes me mad because I like Sakari. That sounds better right. to me. Sounds but anyway, right. yeah, it sounds ghetto, right? Now, that's how I like to pronounce things. <laughs> but anyway, I'll try and be right by her. And, and Miss Sakari, she put yeah. them things on Coco Golf. She was like, listen, <laughs> ain't nobody scared of you. Little teenage, little teenager. You might scare some of these other women around here, but it ain't gonna be me, and not today. And she, <laughs> she gave her that breadstick and was like, "Yes, this is how I play tennis." <laughs> so now you go focus on doubles now, because what I got things I need to do in this tournament. And 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 that is then what we can we can lead into that Serena Sakari yes. match. Yeah, Bryce, and and this is why for me. I am very, very, very concerned about our girl, Serena. And here's why. Uh-huh. So I have a feeling that what's going on is in the camp, what have you, they've looked back and they're just like, yo, you done lost these four grand slam finals. Mentally, you need to start thinking about maybe putting yourself in those positions and just kind of telling yourself, okay, I'm in a grand slam final right now. What would I do to pull out these points? What would I do? I, and this is just Isaac's, you know, just, just what I think is happening. She's starting to think that way. What do I need to do in order to get over that hump, put myself in that situation and mentally succeed and, and, and get over the hump, if you will? So I believe she kind of is putting her mindset there. So that way you know, it, she can kind of figure out what it is that she needs to do to get those W's. And when she doesn't do it, she gets frustrated. And to me, that is what was happening during that match against Sakari. In the second set, I believe Serena mentally was like, okay, I'm challenging myself. I can win this match. I'm putting myself in that mental space. I'm going for number 24. And she didn't get it done. And I think after that happened, she just was like, I am totally pissed off. And I have never in my life, at least, Bryce, and I've watched probably 97% of Serena's matches her entire life. I have never seen Serena tank. But I tell you what. She tanked last night. She tanked last night. That's 6-1 set, and she better be glad she got that one game. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a bagel. <laughs> Still got fed. 
she still got fed though, exactly. So that, <laughs> but I'm telling you, bro, when she got up in there and she was serving, she was just like, I don't give a damn. I don't want to be here. She was just lock, just serve, serve, hit either winner or error. And and I was like, wow, I've never seen Serena play like this. I've always, you know, anytime she's been on the court, it's like she fights. And that was one of the first times where I was just like mentally you saw her give up. And that, in my opinion, is just very, very scary. I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, I just, I I didn't like the look. I don't want that for her. And, you know, it just, I don't know. It's just, it was just very disappointing in my eyes. Well, for me, you know, I guess what I didn't like is, like you're saying, I didn't like the look because there are very few players that get to the point where they become a brand that transcends their sport. Right. And, uh, and especially in a sport of tennis as a woman of color. Right. And my concern is that you've already, you already kind of have this group of people that they like to key on, you know, the issues she's had at the U S open and they say she's a brat and she, she shows poor sportsmanship and, you know, uh, you know, she's a mom now, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and everything. And so the one, you can't always control the ball going in, but you can always control the effort that you get. That's right. And when she started, because ta- remember, she didn't start tanking like halfway through or at the end of the set. No, it she was at started, the beginning. Exactly. And I can understand you being disappointed not winning that second set after you let it go. Right. You were serving for the match. Mm-hmm. You let it go. Mm-hmm. But it was not a good look. And um, it, I agree with you. It did not make me... I already didn't feel great about every single match she's played since she's come back. It's been three sets. Yeah. Now, what I'm hoping... If she's doing this whole peekaboo thing and people <laughs> thinking one thing, and she's gonna come out at the U.S. Open and be ripping the belt off the ball and right. people each round, right? I, I don't know because it just it just wasn't it. It didn't give me a whole lot of confidence. So. No, I, I pray that she's playing peekaboo because we know Serena. She's done it before. Remember when she had that one one period of her career where she was trying to be Miss Three Set Queen, where she would just basically kind of throw away the second set. She'd win the first set, kind of do anything she wanted the second set. And then she'd mount this, what you would call a wonderful comeback in the third set. Um, so she she does this, and we know that she does this. But I, I just, like I said, that was something that I had never seen. And it was just a bit shocking and surprising to me. And I'm just hoping that it doesn't speak to her mental state. Because again, if she wants to get 24 at this at this at this juncture, man, it is all mental in my opinion. I just think that her game her game is there. I mean, she to me she proved that when she played Venus. That that was just a wonderful wonderful match. It was right. really really well played on both sides. So we know Serena has that second gear and that third gear and whatever gear that she wants to go to. But it, to me, it's about the mental, and that to me is where I saw a crack when she was playing Zachary is, is that to me was more of a mental crack than anything else. And it's just something that, yeah, I, I, no, just not a good look anyway. And once again, 
because we're talking about continued issues with her winning. Um, I mean, my eyes getting kind of side on, <laughs> on, 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 the, on the coaching side, you know, because when they showed him in the stands while she was acting up on the court. That's because he was scared. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, shit, let me not know. Don't say nothing. Mm-mm. Right. I mean, she might jump up in this stand and, and start jolly whopping. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm gonna be very. So number one, I'm gonna be very interested to see what her draw looks like. Yes. Yes. Uh, and because one of the things we have to remember in all of these three set matches she's been playing, she ain't really mm-hmm. played nobody. I mean, I think Sakari uh, is the highest ranked person she's played. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, if, if you going down to the wire with all these other people, what's going to happen when you're playing a Sophia Kennan or a Kavitova or Osaka or, you know? Right, right. Yeah, man. I, yeah, we, we will see. Yeah, we will definitely have to see. But um, like you said, I hope she's just playing peekaboo. Right. So <laughs> it, what it looks like we have in terms of the semifinals, is on the bottom half, we have Azarenka. We'll be playing Kanta because Kanta told Sakari, look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I ain't going to fall for this name change thing that you got going on all week. <laughs> I'm just going to come on and put this beat down on you real quick. Exactly. And I'll, and I'll see you next week. But uh, <laughs> we got Azarenka. We'll be playing Kanta. And yeah. now I guess Mertens. Uh, gets to the final. Gets to the final, yeah. Because if Osaka pulls out or pulled out, then yeah, Burdens is in the final. So there you go. And kudos for her for giving uh, giving some bread to to Pagula because Pagula's been playing some good ball. So yes. the fact that she, you know, Burdens was able to give her some bread and get get out one and three, that's pretty impressive. Well, and let's and before we we kind of wrap this up, I do want to acknowledge Pagula's win. I mean, she beat Jennifer Brady in the first round. Mm, yep. Who, who won the Lexington Open last week. Right. Um, where people were contemplating, was she the next person to win a Grand Slam title? She got to get out of the first round of the Western Southern first. Um, <laughs> then she beat Anna Samova, who I reminded people has a nice solid game, but don't have the eye of the tiger yet. Mm-hmm. And then I was really impressed with her win over Sabalenka. Yeah, yeah, that that was really impressive because to me, Sabalenka is is a big hitter playing, you know, some pretty good tennis. And and she's somebody I do believe, you know, watch out for her in the U.S. Open draw. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've had some good tennis. We have a little more good tennis to go here in the next couple of days. But for those of you that are not used to our normal pattern, uh, we always do, uh, for all the major tournaments, um, we always do a pre-show, a prediction show, a preview show, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. We also do a midweek show. We talk about the results from the first week, and we kind of update our, our predictions for the second week. And then at the end, we do a wrap-up show. So the draw should be coming out, Isaac, what? Uh, tomorrow or Friday? Tomorrow, Friday, yeah, something like that, exactly. So what we'll be doing is we will go on Instagram Live and we will be on Locker Room and we will be recording it as a podcast, uh, our preview show. 
Uh, and we're going to try to get that out at least by the first day, by Monday, the first day of the tournament. So uh, everyone can go out there and listen to that and listen to how wrong we're going to be with our projections. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Isaac, and this has been one of our longer episodes, but we know yes. that was because we wanted to call out and celebrate this one-year anniversary. That's Any right. final words you want to say uh, for today? Oh, man. No, just, well, a couple of things I will say just once again, um, um, just really happy and excited uh, about this one-year anniversary, cling, cling with the glasses and champagne. Um, just, just, yeah, <clears throat> proud of, uh, what we've accomplished and what we will accomplish going forward. Um, so there's that. And I guess the only other thing that I will mention for those of you who are listening, don't forget to go and get your merch. Go on ahead <laughs> to brothers on tennis.com. It's on the shop page. Stop playing around, get you some shirts, get you some hats, get you a little hoodie, a sweatshirt. It's out there. It's for you. Rock your brothers on tennis gear. So I will say that. Please go out and do some shopping. I don't think I've seen Howard or Mitchell go out there and buy anything yet. You know, All they, right. You better they, call they, it out. They're going to hype us up on the show. But, you know, you can hype me up by opening up your wallet. You know, and, uh, you know so brothers on tennis merch. We, we're already giving people 15% off. Fifteen you know, percent by the end of the uh, the month. So um, <laughs> yeah, we need to go out there and make that happen. Oh, but outside <laughs> of that, brother, that's all I've got. How about you, man? Any final thoughts? Nah, nothing additional. I think we said everything that needed to be said. Just you know, great first year. Really looking forward to the second year, and we appreciate all of the love and the support that we've received. Uh, thus far. So um, as a reminder, we are available on every major podcast platform out there. Uh, our website is uh, brothersontennis.com and that's B-R-U-T-H-A-S on tennis.com. Uh, we are on Locker Room. We're on IG Live if you feel like you want to look at us. While we're talking, uh, I wouldn't recommend that, at least on me. Right. And, um, you know, we, we love to continue bringing you some good stuff going into the next year. So with that, uh, we'll be signing off here. This has been your boy, Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we're Brothers on Tennis. Everyone have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.